Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm Jason Kong here with Attorney Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Excellent. Uh, Jason, it's the last weekend of the year and and, uh, we've had a good year. You know, it's been fun. Uh, You know, the fact is uh, uh, not only things have been good with with uh, the law firm, things with family, with travel, with with the show, um, everything's been really good, and I want you to know how much I appreciate you and uh, what you do uh, for us and and the like. I'm so delighted that uh, your young family had a wonderful Christmas. My old family had a, a wonderful Christmas as well. Uh, but it, it, there's nothing nothing better than than having uh, young rugrats running around uh, screaming and and just enjoying uh, the, the day for sure. Uh, now we do have a, a little rugrat, uh, but she is uh, only eight months old and uh, going on nine months, but not quite old enough to realize what's going on. Couple more years away from her really being able to appreciate the magic of Christmas, but thank you, Bill, for the kind words. I'm so excited to be here with you today and to continue this program next year in 2024. By the way, you know this is the last program of 2023, but it's also the last program at this time slot. Asset protection today is moving to a different time, beginning next weekend. Sundays at 10 a.m. is when you can hear asset protection today with attorney bill alexander you can also hear it tuesday evenings at 8 p.m the replay will air tuesdays at 8 p.m after sundays at 10 a.m and of course you can always catch an episode that you missed online at wptf.com or wherever you get your podcasts but bill um i love doing the show with you because i always learn something new from you and i'm excited for what we're going to be learning next year and also in the next hour well the truth is jason uh you you may learn some things from me but i learn things from you i learn things from almost every client that that comes through the door Uh, you know it's a good experience and um that's what it's all about because no one knows everything you know there's we all of us have gaps let's put it that way well it's it's that time of the year where we're doing a lot of looking backwards and, you know, looking back on the year that was, and we're also looking forward to 2024. Well, this is the weekend for that, for sure, because it's the last weekend of, uh, of the year, which is uh, pretty amazing. I mean, in terms of how fast this year went by, uh, we certainly should. Uh, think about uh, the things that uh, we have accomplished this year. Uh, and we sh- also need to think about things we didn't get done. But, you know, I hope that when we think about those kinds of things, that it's it's not a matter of counting coins. It's uh, more of a matter of of what's meaningful in our lives. Uh, and And at least... Uh, that should be about our loved ones in terms of uh, what uh, we accomplished with our family, uh, what we enjoyed, what we can do more of. Uh, you know, those kinds of things are so, so important. Um, 
you know, it's not about the the next report or the next paycheck, if you will. It's it's uh, it, it's about what we can do for each other. Um, and of course, the thing, the, the, uh, this is really uh, the time that most of us not only look back, but we look forward. It, it's like okay. There's a lot of stuff I didn't get to do or didn't get accomplished that I intended to do. Uh, and so it, it's uh, now we should be considering our goals for the coming year. Uh, recognizing that just like this year, we probably won't get it all done, uh, but hopefully we'll make some improvement. You know, that's that's what it's about is moving forward and and. Uh, uh, oftentimes, I've learned that it's small steps that uh, allow you to accomplish the, the greatest things. Uh, you know, we, we don't leap from one great thing to the next. I, I don't know anyone who actually does that. But if we can figure out how to take one step forward, uh, then that will help us to get to the next step forward. And then the next step, and after a while, we've actually accomplished a whole lot. So it, it uh, means uh, an awful lot. But, you know, it's, it, every, all, all of us are different. We're all unique uh, human beings. Um, for those of us who are still working, then we probably have some goals we would like to accomplish there. Uh, we have things we want to do with our families and our loved ones. Uh, uh, for some of us who enjoy traveling, it might be, okay, where's next on the list of things that we haven't done that we would like to do? Or for those, uh, lots of folks don't even like to travel, but there are things that, that we all enjoy. So it's like, how can we do more of it? Uh, you know, that's, that's how do we get out of our shells? How do, how do we uh, do the things that uh, uh, makes us happy? You know, when we get through, we can smile about it. That's, those are the things that we uh, really need to be thinking about right now. And so it's, it's um, you know, we don't want to be the Grinch. <laughs> you know, I, Oh, uh, you know, I have a favorite tie that's a Grinch tie, but it just reminds me that that's not what I want to be. <laughs> well, at least not in the beginning. You know, the Grinch became a good person at the end. Oh, but Well, you know. this is true. And that, that I guess that there's hope for all of exactly. us. Exactly. That's, that's the that? message that we need to have. And we are uh, so excited for this program and for uh, our outlook on 2024 if Getting ahead on your documents and your planning situation is one of your goals for 2024. Get a hold of an elder law attorney. Speak with someone at WG Alexander and Associates. You can go to WGALaw.com to schedule some time to speak with someone. You can also find information about their free webinars. If you would like to learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, forms of financial assistance available to most middle-class families dealing with a long-term care issue, you really want to attend one of these free webinars. They happen the second Wednesday of every month. The next webinars are happening on Wednesday, January 10th. You can go to WGALaw.com to sign up and attend. There is absolutely no cost 
associated with registering or attending the webinars. It's completely free, just a wonderful educational opportunity for you to learn about long-term care assistance. There's also a webinar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. A lot of what we're gonna be talking about today. Go to WGALaw.com, click on that seminars button to register, or you can call the office 919-256-7000, We're taking a short break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be right back after this. to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more about Bill or WG Alexander and Associates. Also, their free webinars happening on Wednesday, January 10th. WGALaw.com is where you want to go. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. A quick reminder, this is the last time here in 2023, next year, this program is moving to a new time. Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. is when you can catch Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander starting next week. That program will also re-air Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. So two wonderful opportunities for you to catch the program Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. Don't forget, that starts next week. Bill, 2024 is upon us, and we're talking about planning and goals. Well, uh, Jason, I would be remiss if I did not uh, mention that uh, one goal uh, everyone should have if they have not accomplished in the last few years estate planning that uh, everyone should have on their list that they need to get their legal documents in order. Uh, so if you're out there and you have not uh, had your legal documents reviewed in the last 10 years, uh, and, and you know the average, quite frankly, is 20 years or close to 20 years, which is pretty sad. But the fact is, is that oftentimes we, we do documents and then we forget them. And we don't even take into consideration the fact that the laws change, our family situations change, our goals change, our financial situation changes, and the fact is is that uh, we should review things more often than that. Um, and so, for instance, uh, all of us, uh, all adults, truthfully should have six basic documents. And I, and I talk about this uh, frequently, but just to list them very quickly, uh, is all of us uh, should have a last will and testament. Uh, that's an important document in terms of where we want our property to go upon our death. Uh, now, you could call that basic estate planning, but frankly, it's, it's not enough uh, because uh, part of estate planning is lifetime planning. And the other documents, the other five documents that we have are all about life planning. Some of them you hope that you never need to use, but the fact is is that almost all of us will need uh, one or more of the other documents during our lifetime. 
So, for instance, the next document that I talk about frequently is the general durable power of attorney. Uh, and frankly, for those of us who are getting older uh, and we fit the definition of, of uh, a senior, <laughs> and AARP defines that as people over 50, pretty sad, isn't it? Uh, when you get to be 50, you will not think of yourself as a senior. I can assure you of that. But the fact is, is that if we're a senior, we really and truly should have what we call an enhanced general durable power of attorney. And folks who have not had their documents uh, drafted by an elder law attorney is highly unlikely to have an enhanced power of attorney. Why? Because these are powers of attorney that allow your trusted agent, and you would never sign one of these documents if you did not have a trusted agent. Normally, that's your spouse or a child or two uh, that you have absolute confidence in. And, and so if you have that type of person in your life, then giving them the authority to do virtually anything on your behalf um, can allow you to do asset protection planning at the last minute in a crisis. You can also do a lot of other things that are meaningful to establishing not only a good estate plan, but an estate plan that works. All of us need a health care power of attorney because there will be times in our lives where we cannot effectively communicate. It might be because we're simply in surgery and we've been put to sleep or whatever, uh, or it might be because we've been in an accident. It might be because uh, we're medicated, or there, you know, there can be lots and lots of reasons why we may temporarily or permanently need a healthcare agent to make healthcare decisions for us. All of us, any adult, anyone over 18 years of age, should have. Uh, what's called an advanced directive for natural death, uh, sometimes called a living will. It's a very limited document. It only applies in the most dramatic, hopeless situations uh, where you're basically saying there's, there's no hope in uh, continuing to live. Uh, and then the last two documents... Uh, one is a medical release for HIPAA compliance, and that's actually required by federal law, so that's a no-brainer. Uh, but, but one of the advantages of that is that you can add to your list of people who can talk to your doctors and receive private health care information, folks who are not necessarily your agent to make healthcare decisions for you. I mean, for instance, you might, uh, your spouse may be your agent, but you may have three children that are adults and you would want them to have the ability to talk to your doctors. Uh, or it may be a sibling, or it may be another loved one in your life that uh, you want to make sure has access to your doctors and your private information. And then lastly, something that a lot of folks do not have, 
uh, is a digital release, which is becoming more and more important today as everything's online, your banking records, your investment records, your uh, obviously uh, pictures and history and uh, things that you might find on Facebook or whatever it's called now. (laughs) You know, it's the kind of thing where an awful lot of folks will go online using your username and password. It's very common in families to do that, you know, to pay bills and things like that. But they really don't have your authority to do it, and that can get them in trouble. So having a digital release actually gives them legal authority to use your username and password. Uh, and so, or now, now, I shouldn't call it passwords anymore. My security experts say we need did, you know, we need past phrases today, longer than what your typical word might be. <laughs> so anyway, those are the basic documents. But just having those documents by themselves do not constitute a good estate plan. It's the beginning of a good plan, but it's not the end of a, a plan. Uh, in essence, uh, the, the best way I can describe it is this. Uh, if you were to start a corporation, you need corporate docs. You know, you, you need a charter, you need bylaws, you need minutes of the initial meetings of the shareholders and the board of directors and the like. Now, that's where you are with your estate planning if you've got your documents in order because guess what? corporation, once you've got your charter in place and your bylaws, it hadn't operated. It hadn't done a darn thing. And it's not going to do a darn thing unless you keep it up and actually make decisions and make sure that what's behind it is actually accomplished. Well, the same thing's true with an estate plan is the fact that there's more work to be done to make sure that your plan works. And there's lots of folks out there that think they know better than you on how to make it work, and they can actually destroy a good estate plan. So when we come back, I want to talk about that and then what to do with the plan once you've got it. It's so important to take that first step and get the plan, but exactly, you're exactly right, Bill, that there's more work that needs to be done. It doesn't just stop there, and that's why it's important to have helpful guidance in this area because if you are working with someone and all they do is draft some documents for you and that's the end of the transaction, as you're going to hear, there's, there's more to it than that. So make sure that you have expertise guiding you along the way. If you would like to speak with an elder law attorney, get a hold of the team at WG Alexander and Associates. You can go to WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com, or call the office. The phone number is 919-256-7000. Don't forget at WGALaw.com, you can also register for their free webinars happening on Wednesday, January 10th. Learn more about long-term care assistance, dealing with Medicaid, VA benefits. Also, learn more about asset protection and trust plan. WGALaw.com is where you want to go. Click on that Seminars button at the top of the page. A quick break and back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. 
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more about WG Alexander and Associates. And you can also find information about their free webinars at WGALaw.com. Learn more about Medicaid, VA benefits, and long-term care assistance. Learn more about asset protection and trust planning at these free webinars. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more. And don't forget, it's the end of 2023. It's also the last time this program is going to be heard at this time. We're moving starting next week. Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. is when you can hear Asset Protection Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. A replay will occur Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. So starting next week, Sundays at 10 a.m. and Tuesdays at 8 p.m. is when you can catch Bill Alexander and also on demand anytime at WPTF.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Just look for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Bill, we're talking all about goals and getting ready for 2024. And with that, we were having a, an in-depth discussion on legal documents. And we sort of ended with the idea that just setting up these documents isn't enough, unfortunately. Well, and and here's where that really comes into play. So, um uh, so let's say that you've got your six documents in place. Um, the problem is that whether a plan will work or not work depends entirely on, number one, what your plan is, and number two, just as important, how do you own your property? You know, How do you hold title to your property? Because the fact of the matter is, is that how you hold title will dictate uh, what happens to the property upon your death. Um, so, I mean, and I, I, um, here's the problem: every institution wants you now. This this is relatively new, uh, but every institution wants you to have a beneficiary designation over your property. And so um, that uh, beneficiary designation that you create, and it's always done at a separate time than when you've actually had your legal documents drawn. You know, you, you go to the bank, you open an account, it's like, okay, fill out this beneficiary designation, or you uh, go to a financial advisor uh, and you establish a financial account of some sort, an investment account. Well, guess what? Then they hand you a beneficiary form and say, fill this out. Uh, and sometimes they try to help you with, with that. Uh, well, the question is this. Do they ever call your lawyer to ask you what your estate plan is before they want you to fill out this designated beneficiary form? And the Frankly, the answer is always no. I mean, I, you know, I, I never have people calling me in advance. Uh, now, after the fact, you know, a, a good financial advisor will communicate with me and say, okay, how do we need to change it? But initially, most people and oftentimes attorneys don't say, look, you need to now go back and look and see how all of these be designated beneficiaries are done with with banks. It's called a POD, pay on death. 
That's a beneficiary designation. With investment houses, it's a TOD, transfer on death. It, it's a beneficiary designation. Now, a couple major items, we're, we've always been accustomed to beneficiary designations, and so that would include, for most people, the the... The, and sometimes this is the largest asset people have today. It's no longer their homes at times. It's their retirement accounts. Well, every retirement account requires a beneficiary designation. Uh, and then a, another group for a lot of folks is life insurance. Life insurance always has a beneficiary and if you have an annuity, that's uh, that's an insurance contract. And guess what? It has a beneficiary designation. And so for, for most people, when you think about the fact that um, other than real estate that they hold, and if they're married, it's normally in North Carolina held as tenants by the entireties, which basically means the survivor owns the property. Uh, and, of course, there are other ways to hold real estate, but typically the title dictates who's going to own the property uh, after death. And then if your bank accounts uh, have a beneficiary and your investment accounts have a beneficiary and your retirement accounts have a beneficiary, you, you may, uh, and your life insurance and your annuities have a beneficiary, you might ask, well, what's left? Well, and the fact is, it's your stuff, the stuff that you're not creating a will for. And that means, the, you know, your furniture, your furnishings, all, this, all the stuff you have in your garage and in your attic. And <laughs> I mean, the, the, that's not a plan. Uh, that's a haphazard whatever. But a, a good way to um, explain it w would be like this. Uh, in fact, I had this very situation. I had a lady who had uh, two children and four grandchildren, and so she wanted a third of her estate. So this is the way her will basically was written. She was a widow, and she wanted a third to go to each child, so that's two-thirds, and then she wanted a third to go to her grandchildren. And I said, not a problem. We've got the, you know, we did that. And then her grandchildren were fairly young, so she wanted to make sure we had a trust created for each of the grandchildren. Now, then I went back and I, I said, okay, you have a house, uh, but guess what, what her major asset was? It was her retirement account. You know, part of it was hers, part of it was her husband's, who she had rolled it over to her name. And so um, uh, basically her bank accounts had a beneficiary designation, her investment accounts had a beneficiary designation, her retirement accounts had a beneficiary designation. And I, and I said, okay, well, what do you have on your beneficiaries? Well, I've, I've, my beneficiaries are my two children. Uh, and, and then I said, well, what about the grandchildren? Well, they're next. You know, they're contingent beneficiaries on all of those. And I said, okay, well, guess what? You're, the, the way you hold title to all your property is going to leave very little to your children. So the way she had things worked out wasn't a third, a third, and a third. 
it was basically almost everything to her two children except for her home. And her home was paid for, and it was, you know, it was worth several hundred thousand dollars. So, in essence, out of her home, uh, uh, one-third of the house would go to each child, and uh, one-third would go to the four grandchildren. But that was uh, very different. In other words, all of the grandchildren would share about $100,000, about $25,000 each, uh, with the way she had done things. And I asked her, I said, well... Is that what you actually want? And it was like, well, no, I, I want a third of my estate. And her, and her estate was about $1.5 So she actually wanted about a half million to go to her grandchildren and not $100,000. Uh, and so the, the point is that her beneficiary designations actually destroyed her intentions not completely, but almost, <laughs> in terms of how her estate plan would work. And that's why I say that your legal documents— see, there's so many people out there who think that the last will and testament actually takes priority over all of these beneficiary designations that people ask you to do. And the fact is, is that it's just the opposite. In other words, the beneficiary designations take priority over what's in your last will and testament. So oftentimes I, I call your will a cleanup document because it cleans up everything after all of those other things have taken place. And of course, uh, that's that was also a negative as it related to uh, the grandchildren, because the will was where the trust was for the children. In other words, the, uh, the uh, terms, the way she wanted the children to actually have access to that money as they got older, which was really important. So in essence, to, to complete her plan, she really needed to change the beneficiary designation so that the uh, uh, a grandchildren's portion would actually go to the trust that was contained in her last will and testament for it it to work out correctly, and and so that's just that's just a good example of how you have to do more than just sign a will. That's why it's important to speak with an elder law attorney. Just thinking that those beneficiary designations are enough, or that. You know, you may just need a will and that'll take care of everything. No, all these items need to be working in harmony. And that's why Bill stressed the idea of making sure that you have some guidance and that any sort of changes that you make, you consult with someone to make sure that you're not undoing those plans. That's so important to make sure that your hard work and all the effort that you've put into these plans, that they're actually executed that way and that you're not doing anything that would potentially unravel those plans. If you would like to speak with an elder law attorney, get a hold of W.G. Alexander and Associates. Go to WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. If you would like to attend one of their free webinars, those are happening on Wednesday, January 10th. These are done the second Wednesday of every month, and the webinars cover asset protection and trust planning 
as well as long-term care assistance. Medicaid, VA benefits, forms of financial assistance available for those who are dealing with a long-term care crisis. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button to learn more and to register. It's free to do so. There's no cost to you. Just go to WGALaw.com. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be right back after this. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can go to WGALaw.com to learn more about their free webinars happening on Wednesday, January 10th. These are done every month. The second Wednesday of every month is when you can attend free webinars put on by WG Alexander and Associates. You can learn more about long-term care assistance if you or a loved one are dealing with the extravagant costs of long-term care. Please do everything that you can to attend the free webinar dedicated to long-term care assistance, deals with Medicaid, VA benefits, getting those who are dealing with the high costs of long-term care, finding financial assistance available. For most middle-class families, you can go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button to register and attend. It's free to do so. WGALaw.com. Dot com or call 919-256-7000. Reminder, this program is moving next week, starting in 2024. Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander will be heard Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and replayed Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. Please make a mental note of that if you enjoy these programs with Bill. Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. Bill, we're talking all about planning and getting things in order for 2024 and you know we've gone over a lot in terms of setting up our documents following through and you know part of the fun or i don't know if it's always fun but the the family dynamics involved with planning well the fact is is that all families are unique i mean all humans are unique when you get right down to it each of us each individual person um sometimes we have common issues, but the fact is we all uh, are unique in so many ways. And and uh, most families, not all, but most families are complicated. <laughs> uh, and and uh, sometimes the solutions can be simple. I mean, for instance, uh, if you have a teenager who turns 18, uh, as parents, we, we're used to making decisions for those young folks. But guess what? Once they're 18, they are, under the law, considered adults. So do you think you can make medical decisions for them if they're injured? The answer is no, not unless your ch- your child has signed a health care power of attorney giving you the authority. Now, when they're 17, you've got the authority to make health care decisions. But the day they turn 18 no longer. So, you know, sometimes things like that can be simple. But let's say that you have young children, you know, you have a five and a eight-year-old. Well, guess what? Um, you might want to do some planning just because of the what if something happens to us. 
who would we uh, want to be uh, taking care of our children? Who would actually take them in and embrace them? And who would be the best person to and trustworthy person to handle their money to make sure that our estate is uh, will belong to those children as they grow up and as they become adults? Well, that you can do that with a will-based plan, but you need a trust with guidance in there as it relates to that. But um, most of us get through those years. Let's hope we do. Uh, and uh, th- then it's a matter of, okay, how best to take care of us, our spouse, a- and hopefully have something left over for the kids. Uh, but in what manner? I mean, do we have a spouse who can manage property well? Do we have children who have issues? I mean, sometimes it's because they don't know how to manage money. Sometimes it's because they have a drug or alcohol problem or they're married to someone who has a who's a spendthrift or doesn't uh, know how to manage property or we're worried about whether our children will actually end up in a divorce and we we don't want what our children inherit from us to go to an ex-spouse are there ways that we can actually take care of that? Well, yes. Uh, And this is why trust-based planning can be so helpful to many, many families out there. Now, in some states, anybody with with any kind of of, uh, uh, assets should have a trust. And that's because the the probate and estate administration process in, in a number of states is very cumbersome and very expensive. Places like Florida, New York, New Jersey, California, uh, those states, uh, almost anybody with property is going to have a trust for, at a very minimum, to avoid probate and the court administration process and the expense and the time that goes with it. And while North Carolina is not nearly as bad as those those states, it, it is sometimes frustrating in the amount of time uh, it takes. The costs are not so bad in North Carolina as it is in so many other states, but um, but but the time uh, necessary to close an estate can be frustrating to families. And now, can you avoid that? And the answer is yes, with a trust. And so there are lots of folks who like a trust simply for the 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 context of avoiding probate and court administration and the costs that go with it. So uh, basically, in terms of the cost factor, is a trust more expensive to create? The answer is yes. So it's sort of like that old Midas commercial, you, you know, you pay me now or you pay me later. Uh, and if you pay me later, it's going to be a whole lot more. And so that's, uh, that's sort of the same thing when it comes to trust-based planning. But the more complicated a family might be, the more important it is to think about having a trust-based plan. Um, now, 
you can do so, so many things. I mean, you can create a good plan for any kind of situation with a trust. Now, I'm not talking about just a simple trust, but, um, you know, there are lots of situations now, and I'll just give you an example, where you have a second marriage or you have a third marriage and you have each spouse has children by a previous marriage. Well, a trust can solve many of those problems because oftentimes people uh, want to take care of their spouse upon their death, even if it's a second or third spouse, but they still love that person and they, they want that person to be taken care of. But they also want the bulk of their, uh, the, their estate that they've created over many years to go to their children upon their death. Well, guess what? There are ways you can do that with a trust. Even with one of the most important assets that we have, that oftentimes is not used in a way that actually works. Let me give you an example. Oftentimes, the biggest asset folks have today is what? The retirement account. And so oftentimes, instead of leaving a retirement account to our children, we will leave it to our spouse. Well, if you, if you do it the normal way, guess what? The spouse will roll it over to their own name, and then they can change the beneficiary away from your children over to their children, and then your children are blocked out, and it's by, guess what? That simple beneficiary designation that we were talking about earlier. And is there a way that you can actually take care of your spouse and make sure that the bulk of your retirement account goes to your children? Yes, and the way to do that is by a trust agreement, and you can have a special trust for that retirement account that's called a marital trust. You can actually limit how much money the spouse can take out of the retirement account each year to the minimum required distribution. Uh, You can use a different um, uh, required distribution amount because if they roll it over, they have to use the single life table. And if, I know I'm talking legal stuff here, but uh, if you use a marital trust, you can actually push it over to the uniform life table. Well, guess what? The uniform life table is many, many more years out of life expectancy than the single life table. So in essence, it reduces how much they take which, guess what, leaves far more to your children. So that's just one example of how trust-based planning can have a significant positive impact. And then, of course, uh, as I've talked about, oftentimes uh, we can give our children asset protection. We can give our spouse asset protection upon our death. So there are lots and lots of advantages to trust-based planning. But it's not a magic book. Just like what I was talking about with a will, you can create the document, but then you have to go behind it and make sure that everything it, it works together so that your plan actually works. 
you got to have that follow through and make sure that you have experts showing you how to do the follow through and what's involved with it, not just setting you up with a trust and then let you go off and do whatever you need to do. No, make sure you have some thorough guidance along the way. Get a hold of the team at WG Alexander and Associates. Go to WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, starting next week, this program is moving to Sundays, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. There will be a replay. Don't forget, if you want to attend one of the free webinars by WG Alexander and Associates, go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button. The next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, January 10th. We would love to see you there if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning or long-term care assistance. That will do it for us today. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong. Thank you so much for listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.